All right. Oh, I keep saying NFC South. I'm an idiot. AFC South. You want to try that again? Uh, no, fuck it. No, fucking know it. I can do it one more time. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 79 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am brand Dana with me, as always, but not always right in front of my face. Most awesome. We are here. Look at this. What's going on, bro? I feel, I feel like the last time we were face-to-face, I got a little too excited. I was like, right in front of my fucking face. And we were drinking like tequila and Palomas. This is yeah. a lot more like, act like you've been there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, this is, this is round two. We're good. <laughs> Sit down. We're here. Talk a little Jackie Brown. Yeah, like, talk a little. As, it's, it's, you know, like we've been here all the time. As you do. Uh, how's the travels? Oh, holy shit. Um, it was good. <laughs> Renting the car was an, an adventure, to say the least. Pushes back about an hour or so. Sure. But uh, kids only lost it like eight times during the whole trip. So that's not bad. Overall win. Because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I land, I get in an Uber, I send my family off on their merry way, I sneak off to Penelope to record the pot. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> I was like, Dr. Mrs. The Commission was like, I love you. She's <laughs> like closing the door, you know? So yeah, my Uber, sorry, baby, I got to go. Oh, man. Okay, well, we don't keep you waiting. Guys, we got a jam-packed episode 79. We're doing a riff from the headlines. We're talking luck legacy. We're going to hit the inbox. We're going to do the Neapolitan Showdown. What movie should be remade? Mm. We're going to jump into the Brandana Gambling Corner segment. Eight of eight of our NFL futures finally tackling that AFC South. And what perfect timing. We're going to be talking a lot about Andrew Luck this episode. Uh, then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. Starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, rip from the headlines. Luck legacy, out of luck, whatever you want to call it. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you like that? Twofer on that yeah. one. <laughs> Double up, the bonus. Uh, he's gone, he retired. We're talking about that this week, bro. We're talking about that because uh, it's the biggest, craziest NFL story in the last decade, to say the least. Sure. We Maybe- should, you know, you know, we'll jump up real fast. It's now, now that you're here face to face and we're talking. Sure. Uh, I, out of tradition, for the last 78 episodes, 79, we've been doing this. I've always been asking you, why are we talking about that this week, brother? Like, well, now, now since it's just ripped from the headlines, like, we're obviously talking about it because it's happening right now. Should I just retire that, or should I keep asking you why we're talking about it? Oh, no, no, no. I think keep it, asking, keep, keep keep it it's a staple. <laughs> the audience wants to know sure. why we're talking about it today. Well, I think, I think the audience feels totally safe, too, when they just kind of, they're within the constraints of what they know. Yeah, it's yeah, It's just yeah. like, let's not throw them curveball. It's dynamite. Exactly. It's just like our power starts now. We get meatloaf on Mondays, and we sure. know that's what we want. It's a slight like Brandon Slur. Should it be like a Saturday night record? It's just Ooh. like everything that makes them feel they're in the safety confines of the MABs Plus podcast. <laughs> that's good. Maybe they can tell how many drinks you've had by, sure. or what night it could be. Oh, this is definitely yeah. a Friday night vibe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got a Sunday morning vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, like a little yeah, slower right. Well, they can record the this late. Everyone's <laughs> dialed in. Uh, all right. So why are we talking about that this week? Bro. 
because Andrew Luck unexpectedly retired. Age 29, his seventh or eighth year in the league, and uh, it's health-related issues. It's kind of mystery-related calf, ankle injury after he's been, you know, uh, missed all of 2017 for a shoulder injury. So he's unexpectedly retiring. Okay, so let's do what we usually do. Let's talk about the macro and the dive into the micro right mm. now. Is this a selfish move or is this a selfless move? Mm, this is interesting because you, you, you could fight both both sides of it and, and, and probably stand pretty firm on it, right? So you've got the guys that are, you know, the guys that are, um, you know, worried about the Colts and the franchise and he's doing this basically at the end of week three of the preseason. What's our franchise going to look like you just up and retired you could have done this back in march and maybe we could have figured it out or you have the other people who are you know devout fans who appreciate it and they're like look you know he's it's his time he's not gonna battle rehab and and fight through injuries over and over and over again it's time let him go and let him walk so i mean i think either one has a case but i would probably lend more to the the athlete side of it and like "Eh, he he did what he he did what he was here to do and it didn't work out the way we thought it was going to be but you know, carry on. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit more polarizing than I thought it would be. Like, they, like it is splitting up a lot of people, like, in the camps where it's yeah. just, like, great, like, do for you what you need to be done. And then there's other people who are just, like, you kind of fucked over the team. And I don't want to rip off, like, Bill Simmons kind of take, but he was talking a little bit of just, like, if this happens, like, five years ago, he's a lot more villainized now. It's like, what you do to the team? Now everybody has, like, very much a mentality of, like, the individual. And it probably, it's probably has a lot of it has to do also just in the shadow of just all the concussion shit and everything sure. where it's just kind of, like they got to put their safety, their health first. And so it makes sense no matter when that time you may be. Well, and we're also in a string of athletes retiring from football. Chris Borland, the linebacker who unexpectedly retired like two years into a promising career. You had Gronk who just retired, who just kind of gave it an impassioned speech about Mm -hmm. he wasn't having fun and his body was breaking down. And we're seeing these guys leave the game much earlier than expected. And as a Detroit Lions fan, I've been through this twice already with Barry Sanders, which is that was more of a management. He didn't want to play for a shitty team. How old was he? He was 30, 31, 30, yeah. 30 or 31. It was in his 10th year or ninth year in the league had, you know, or no, 10th year. And so drink everybody. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then Calvin Johnson, too. You know, they're both was like, hey, I'm tired of playing for a shitty franchise. Yeah, I was like, what's the common denominator? I got to put this Lions helmet on. But even still, like both, I would say Detroit overwhelmingly was like, "Eh." he gave it for him. He gave it for him. He gave it to us. He gave his best and he's tired. He's not putting his body on the line and we understand it. Yeah, so that's, um, it kind of makes sense from, and I I like that you brought up Gronk because Gronk, you brought up that speech and he was kind of talking about it and it kind of makes sense when you hear Andrew Luck break it down. It's just like, it's not that his love of the game's not there. It's not right. that he wouldn't give his body. It's just like this shit just keeps happening. Like right. you just can't get fucking healthy. Like he goes in there, rehabs all year to try to get back. You play fucking four or five games and injury is nagging. You gotta take another 10 months off, like answer all the questions, like slowly rehab back. And it's just like, well, fuck it. Like it's just not working. Right. And it's like, you know what? I this is a bad hand. I need to fold this and go off and do something else. And he realized it when he was playing it out that it's like I can't do this anymore, and I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to play at the level that I'm. I, I expect myself to. Yeah. Why continue to put myself through this agony? And that's what it is. These guys, like you said, it's all year long. I don't think the people that boo Andrew Luck or or calm, you know, a millennial or whatever. I don't really understand, or I don't think that they understand the level into which these athletes are fighting every day 
you know, working out, going through different therapy and different sessions and time away from their family. It's a constant game. The, the athlete, the modern athlete has evolved way, way differently than when, you know, it was like Chuck Bednarik who was like, oh, I'll play for six months and then I'll go sell cars for the other six months. Totally different era. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so if we look at Andrew Luck real fast, four and four in the playoffs. Correct. Uh, I know I bring this up to you and it's a little hot button topic because you don't necessarily agree with it. But I, I do want to get in the conversation because maybe even not for Andrew Luck specifically, it will help us bring us down to a rabbit hole that might be kind of interesting. Is Andrew Luck a bust? Yeah. So I love I love this. I know. Uh, I, I know. I, was, I know you're uh, ready this for is, it. This is main event right here. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I don't. Uh, I mean, let's just start. We'll start with the macro on this. Like, uh, you know, your your definition your definition of the of a bust is doesn't live up to the investment that was made for that player, right? I mean, that's your kind of uh, I, I, yeah. I, I think so, but I still like I still bust. Uh, uh, investment is not like kind of fair because it's like whatever like when the Patriots took Hainsworth I wouldn't necessarily say that's a bust like the investment is like it's uh, high expectations high sure. investment sure sure right and so so when I look at it it's like okay so first off if he is if you want to consider him a bust sure. he's got to be the greatest bust in NFL history <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, yeah, you know what does. I mean like sure. comparatively when you look at his numbers I mean let's just look at it so you mentioned four and four in the playoffs right yeah. so he missed all of 2017, came into the league in, in 2012. Uh, he's regular season 53 and 33 in 86 games. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's like a 62% winning percentage. In his first three seasons, 33 and 15. During that time, he, in his first six seasons, he has, he has the most passing or second most passing TDs in six seasons behind Dan Marino, above Peyton Manning, above Russell Wilson. And he has the third most passing yards in his first six seasons uh, behind Peyton and Marino above Matt Ryan. So, I mean, he's already in a level into which that is greater than any other bust that you could compare him to, right? Yeah, okay. I guess that's, that's right. So it, it is about how we define a bust. And I'm going down the rabbit hole of not just like, obviously he's not like a Jamarcus Russell or anything like that. He, sure. He's a great regular season player. I'm just, for the hype and... And, and maybe even the vestment made isn't enough. Maybe mm-hmm. it is the hype that comes also along with that number one pick. Maybe it's the Colts tanking an entire season. Maybe it's right. the Colts coming. Maybe a little bit also is coming. The Colts coming off one of the top five quarterbacks ever to play the game and kind of de facto. Now the next quarterback to put on that Colts uniform is going to be great as well and didn't live up to that at all. So it's just kind of, you know, you, you think Andrew Luck and all this stuff to get him. You're just like, you know, at least one or two Super Bowl appearances before his career's up. I mean, would that, would that mm-hmm. be fair? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you for the hype, yes, I think you're right. I mean, everyone was saying he's the most NFL-ready quarterback since Peyton Manning, Mel Kuyper since, said, said since John Elway. I mean, the list goes on and on. But it's one of those things that's like, well, who's who's putting the hype on him? I mean, it's not Andrew Luck who's saying these things. It's us that are doing that. And it's, it's I, I, I always look at it as like this, we're 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 creating this unmatchable standard that this guy has to to live up to and if we, if he falls short of that then we label him as garbage trash average who's an average quarterback yeah. and it's like we put that pe- we put him up on that pedestal sure. yeah. and then we tear him down yeah and it's and it's unfortunate and i i get it when people are knuckleheads like Jamarcus Russell and just can't get out of his own way show about a you know in the camp 
out of shape and everything like that. I get that. That that's a separate category. But when a guy his body is failing him, and like you said earlier, he's given everything to just work there just to get this moment and then fall short of it. It's one of those things. It's like I I, I would feel remiss to call him a bust because he wants to be there. He's and he and he has stats. Yeah. Commensurate with with not being a bust. Yeah, you sold me. You sold me. So maybe it's just like our, like our need to just categorize players and everything yeah. and put them in a nice little box is is not fair to like what he dedicated and gave to the game. Like he's not a Johnny Mazzell. Like he didn't show up doing the fucking dollar sign hand yeah. motion and then just get laid on his fucking ass. Like yeah, he tried exactly. to make. Uh, so obviously, and this is no brainer. I'm not missing anything, right? Like he's not Hall of Fame. That's see. This is the thing. I think I think there will be revisionist history. I think the backlash is going because I don't. I do not think he is a hall of fame I, I would put him in a above average to average category for quarterback because he fell short of you know he had he has some records but they will be soon surpassed by i mean pat mahomes is gonna destroy that first six season td pass record yeah I mean, he's already got 50 in his or 51 in his two years so i mean he's on pace yeah and it's just like, yeah, I mean, so I think without having major playoff success, because he wasn't great in the playoffs, and without a Super Bowl, you know, he like we said, Super Bowl cement. That's why Gronk will stand out as a tight end, even though he doesn't have the stats that a Tony Gonzalez or somebody else like that has. Gronk will be a Hall of Famer because he has Super Bowls and he has that integral role in a championship team and in, in, in a in – a, generation where he was the, the lead tight end in the in the in the game yeah i mean i'm just bummed it would have been nice to see like a healthy andrew luck like i really I know, did kind I of agree. like i like i like watching like when he was super healthy just like kind of like just really standing up in the pocket like he was, he was fun to watch right yeah he was great i mean he gave it all he was a gamer seven he has like 20 game winning drives in his six years i mean seven as a as a uh rookie I mean, this guy is, you know, he was a gamer. He, he put it all out there and did all the things that we love quarterbacks to do. Well, quoting a little bit of Remember the Titans, Andrew Luck, your Hall of Fame in my book. All right. <laughs> that transitions nice into the inbox. We'll jump in. We're kind of hitting one note at the top of the show, and that's Andrew Luck. Got to dive into this part. Uh, subject of the email is, are you serious? Please explode on these dumb shit Colt fans booing Andrew Luck as he walks off the field in retirement. Are we all in agreement that fans can never be upset when a player retires? Is that true? Well, it's awesome. Can, a, can we never be upset when the player retires? Uh, we could be upset. We can't boo somebody. Like sure. We can't boo them as, you know, first off, real quick shout out to the, the, the people that leaked the Andrew Luck retiring in the middle of the fucking game. Yeah. There's a nice place in hell for you. Like, <laughs> fuck you. You guys, not only did you take that moment from him and put him on like an awkward position as they're walking out there, but you also took his retirement away from him. He didn't get out, go out there to get to do what he wanted to do. His parents were flying in town. Like, you took that moment away Shit. from him. So, yeah. fuck. so wait, how'd this leak go down? I don't. I don't know how leaks go down. Drink everybody because I don't know how right, leaks man, go down. I thought you knew everything. Oh, yeah, exactly. Let right, me get there's my no oracle up and take yeah. a look at it. Oh. Just you don't know shit. You just have to yeah. say you don't know shit. That's all I got to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know anything. Uh, so that, so just yeah, I got out there. So I guess he planned to do it after this. Yeah, after, after the, week the game, three. like on Sunday, yeah. you know, like a you know shooting sure. tie, and then he's got. I guess that makes sense. He probably he didn't plan on doing it like in the second quarter in the middle of a preseason game. Right, like right. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But yeah, so going back to the fans, like you could be upset. You know, I was upset. I was obsessed, upset with Chris Webber's timeout in the '92 finals, sure. like and the travel. And the travel. Well, yeah. Yeah. well I wasn't. Uh, it was a no call, Brent. 
Brandon. Okay, yeah, I guess you can't get upset yeah, by it. Exactly. Though. That's fair. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, you just can't boo somebody. I mean, booing is like an extreme. Again, fan-led cheers, right? Or, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's weird. Like it's 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 almost to me worse than booing injuries, which I think we're over with. Like, are Colts notoriously like? Indianapolis are those shitty fans? Like this is up there with Philadelphia. Like I, I really, I had no idea. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think we're in a much more, um, you know, frenetic fan base. Like in this era of sports yeah. that we live in. Because even like you think of Canada has like the nicest people in the world, right? Sure. But I, yet, a, a, I, I, a, a, a boot, a, a boot. A boot. Uh, but good those look, are good. Those are good, good look. Good look to you. Oh, uh, look that, at this. That, Keep going with the depression. Yeah. We'll be tired. Uh, good. <laughs> Maple <laughs> syrup, eh? Uh, good retirement look. Uh, but if you look at, like, in that NBA Finals when Durant tore his Achilles, the pe- good people of Toronto went up and cheered as he was yeah, walking off. nutty. And I just think it's like, and we all love Canadians. Everyone thinks they're fucking great. Yeah. But I think fans, in the in the heat of the moment, lose their mind. And I think that's the... That's the state of fandom today, and we talked about it. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up is like when we actually talked about like shitty fans or the worst thing about like bar guy fan. It's just it's this it's kind of this like this empowerment and lack of knowledge. Yeah. And so like you want to prove like how like great of a fan you are like right. to like an extreme like a like a phonetic thing to overcompensate for the fact that you don't know shit or you're only watching on Sundays, which makes you right. just look like a fucking or, asshole. Or, or you're just a loser. And like, this is the only thing that I can like hang my hat on is I'm a fucking Colts fan through and through. And if anybody steps in my way, Andrew Luck, Jim Ursay, doesn't matter. I'm a boo the shit out of you. And it's like, well, get, fucking find something else in your life to, to really like care about. You know what I mean? Like it's a sport. I, you, you know me, Brandon. I love sports I know more. You. I know, you know, I love sports more than anything, but I could not, I could not imagine myself going out there and like booing somebody that gave it all like Andrew Luck to my franchise. I just couldn't imagine doing it. Yeah. It's, uh, so there's two things that wouldn't happen. It's like, number one, even, even that level of quarterback, I I don't care who like my quarterback is. Like, even if it's like, if it's Matt Castle, like we have a lot of friends that are Chiefs fan. Matt For Castle sure. was a Viking quarterback. Uh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> like, uh, got one in the house here. There you go. <laughs> studio audience. Uh, so like retirement is something different, right? Retirement is just like kind of all bets are off. Like you're, you're leaving the game and have an appreciation for what you gave to the game. Like no matter what level you are, like Brad Johnson, whoever is like the quarterback for the Vikes, they're yeah. leaving. the was just like, you know, thanks, thanks for time served. Like right. thanks for the service. And to like boo that, especially when the level of Andrew Luck, like we're talking about and someone like, Given his body to the game and trying to stay in and obviously not wanting to do it, that's obscene. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, first off, guys don't often get to retire, right? Like, they don't get the opportunity. Sometimes the game just says, you don't get to play anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, to sit there and when a guy comes up and it's time to retire and like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's actually a great point, too, because it's also like you're, you want to make the city you played for, and that's the only city you played for, a part of that. Yeah. A part of just like... This breaks my heart. I got to walk away from the game. You guys meant so much for me. And so for like him taking the literal time to do that, to do to do the dog and pony show, of like the press conference, to be like, you're a part of this to Indianapolis. And for yeah. them to like boo before that even happens. Yeah, fuck off. You're up there with, you know what? 
Philadelphia, enemy of the podcast. I'm calling it Indianapolis. It's official. Enemy of the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck you. Fuck the 500. Fuck whatever. What else is in Indianapolis? Uh, there's a lovely children's museum. Nope. Not anymore. not anymore. Don't it's give done. a shit about All right. it. Sorry, um, Commission and Commission 2.0. <laughs> thanks for hitting up the inbox. Keep those coming. You guys can reach us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Obviously, it's no good if boo retirement. Let us know kind of the most fucked up you think you've seen for some sort of retirement or against a player. We, we'll talk about it here on the pod. Uh, all right, guys. It is high noon, and we're here. There ain't no hiding. We're face-to-face. We're literally in the middle of the streets. Not literally. I'm close to the middle Yeah, yeah we record in a... Four walls and a ceiling. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. here. All right, bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. Okay, so fan wrote in. So yes. this, is, uh, this is fan base. We have a quick draw. Last week, and we want to Excellent hear those guys. Yeah. Uh, next time we have a guest on, you just pop it on us. We'll figure it out right there. But we had time to prep for this one. We're back to old school of me judging it and yep. figuring out this Neapolitan yep. showdown. The write-in was, so basically a lot of remakes are happening, Hollywood out of ideas, mm-hmm. uh, some remakes I'm sure that rubbed you the wrong way, some I didn't care to see or for I skipped sure. out on. But the question, it was good. It was just like, what movies would you remake if you could? Yeah, and what we, deserves a remake? Deserves a remake. That's good. And then you hit me with it. You're like, let's take it a step further. Let's cast these motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. Let's cast them up. We're exactly. making these re- remakes. Let's do it. Um, I, you know what? I, I think I give it up to you all the time. Uh, I, will, I will take the ball out, sir. Ooh. If you don't mind. It's a, yes, I'm on your home court, but yet, yeah. here you go. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I own my home court. I decide the rules, as I always do. I will take. Okay, so here, let's, let's do some parameters. Okay, because I think you brought up a good, good thing. Is like what deserves a remake. Um, so here's what I looked at a little bit. Some some things are sacred. Like so, I started going around. I was just like, what movies did I love as a kid? Like you know, Stand by Me popped up in the brain. But yeah. I was just like, don't need a remake. Okay. Like it's not it's not about like kids calling each other on landline phones and just like etch sketches like all the stuff that's outdated eight bit Nintendo. Yep. Like it's just about friendship on a railroad track out in the woods, timeless. Uh, has River Phoenix too. So I think there's some actors that you just kind of can't can't fuck with sure you can't kind i of got touch you. it I got so you. it's all done so that was off and then like you know like the super classics like sure technology now could bring a lot to like et but i don't i don't think we're remaking that yeah and i i definitely looked at it i also looked at no twists right so oh, like that's good yeah so like things that like once the once the cat's out of the bag like seven six cents like these you can't remake yes. those movies no why would you ever try to i know hollywood would maybe want to to go back to the well but like I'm steering, steering clear of that, and I really try to, I really, I really try to fight against like the iconic roles, like Braveheart and some of these ones, and I also try to stay away from movies that are like too too recent to us. I was I gonna say, yeah, there's a little 80s, recent, 90s, like, yeah. yeah. Like I try, I try to keep in a little bit older school. Yeah, you know, have a little distance from the original. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to do like uh, let's remake uh, you know the old old Royale movie that just came out or whatever. <laughs> it's just like let's redo that because yeah. they need another swing at it. Swing and a miss <laughs> a year ago. Uh, my first genre I'm jumping into. I did adventure. Oh, I want to remake the movie Big. Ooh, right. I thought about this. Okay, so okay. I, so I like this. I like yeah. this. Uh, so this was an this MAV day, day night. night. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did this as a day night. I was thinking about it. So it's just like. Tom Hanks, he is an American treasure, but he's not like he's not hands off. 
It's no, not. No, we right. we can we can remake like you can paw the shit out of Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's fine. We remake Castle if we wanted to. No Whoa. need. All right. Saw Fuck it. a dad look back, Brandon. You're getting crazy. <laughs> Slow with down. This. <laughs> can't remake Wilson. I mean, Wilson's like yeah, one of a kind yeah. old time. Yeah, right. But it was just like. But also, this this linked up with me because I was like, all right, what really stuck is your idea of casting it. So I want John Mulaney in the Tom Hanks role. Really? I think I think it's home run. He kind of looks. Like a gigantic yeah, yeah, sixth he's, grader. He's in that vibe, yeah. So yeah. it kind of like it already leans in and can play to it a little bit. I want to see John Mulaney in Money Pit first before I'll give I'll sign off on him. So you you, you want to right. you want to walk him through the yeah, actual yeah, let's, Tom let's, Hanks let's, career arc just walk just this. as an audition. Well, let's, let's it's just like a, Joe versus the volcano. Right. <laughs> do a little splash. Boys and buddies, where's Peter Scolaria? Let's get this going. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Good decade from now, we'll we'll see him in big. <laughs> right. I I just I you know I think it would have legs. I think it's it's a timeless premise. It's uh, it's like a little coming of age story. It's like about holding on to your youth, about like oh, we want to. Oh, who plays grow up the Helen not. Hunt though? Who who plays well, Melania's I, I love think, interest? I think we talked about this. That's already like rolls a little tough to handle as yeah. it does already. Because I mean, it is you know a woman in love with like a thirteen year old who doesn't exactly show hundred percent remorse at the end of it. She's just like that. Yeah, yeah. That was a goofy six weeks that she walks like watches this prepubescent like fifth grader watch walk back into his house and oh i suit. said i was i was on i was on the the uh i was on the other one not helen hunt the oh yeah the other lady yeah but we're talking about the lady elizabeth big, right? perkins yeah, yeah, yeah i was okay. i was on the yeah, other movie we said I, was helen, on, I knew what you meant yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was I was like, like, I, I was like yeah, yeah. we're not remaking castaway Get yeah over castaway that's it. right thank you holy we'll shit it's been a long day audience no problem you've been traveling you've been traveling uh so that is my number one what do you got it's your number three. I'm oh, number three, yeah. Uh, I'm going one. This is a bit of a classic, but we do have some distance. 1991's Thelma and Louise. Ooh. This is talking about, you know. But this isn't, this isn't going back on your, there's not a big enough twist here? No, not a, I mean, okay. them driving off the cliff I don't think is a big enough oh, twist. Oh, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. Makes a lot more awesome. 28 years later. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's a great story of friendship, two women, I think it, I think it plays today. I mean, sure. The, you know the audiences, and I said, "You wait, I you big Thelma and Louise fan?" Oh, the biggest. Okay, all right. Well, actually, more Gina Davis fan. Than I sure, but um, actually, Gina Davis. Gina Davis was in season three of Glow. Excellent, she crushed it. Um, so then, uh, you've got Gina Davis, Susan Sarandon. But I just think yeah. I think it's good. I think you know a lot of people get you know the, the era that we're in. Yeah, it's I think chick shit. Ch- it's good. Good chick, chick shit movie. Yeah, exactly. Now we could go two ways. We could go, you know, we could go a little, you know, uh, different casting type. But you could go like, I was thinking of this like in the Thelma spot because Thelma is a little bit of a ditz, kind of like the world is new to her. Go Carrie Washington, and okay. then the Bayhive. Okay. Her out. Beyonce in the in the in the rough and tumble Louise, the guy that she actually kills the guy, shoots him dead. That's fine. You know, uh, number one, you know a lot about this movie. Number two, yes. I don't want to come out like, um, dude, maybe that'll be a little homework for me. I don't, is, I don't want to, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Is Beyonce a good actress? That's, Does see, that I don't know. Okay. Okay. I, I don't, don't know, know at this point. <clears throat> she was in one of the uh, Austin, Austin Power Powers movies? films, so yes, sure. we know she has chops. Yeah. Secondly, because <laughs> that that is that is the benchmark. That's the bench. Mike Myers. Yeah. You can hang yeah, with Mike Myers. You, yeah, you just can't phone there. it in. You got to really bring right. bring the chap. But two, I think like this is a you know this is like a this is like a film like uh, was it Monique had it in in the the one the story she's the mother she won an Oscar for it 
for the one that was the oh what was the she was the heavy set black girl in the middle of like the urban city precious, precious. precious. thank you okay. precious thank you yeah we got a we have a we have a studio audience here today we have a couple of people in here right exactly we, uh, chat right. And we, we didn't I didn't know the precious fan club was going to be here tonight. <laughs> yeah, but saved us so thank you so yeah I mean so maybe that's like a, a very Monique esque role like oh I wasn't expecting this from from Beyonce sure or you could go like uh, you could go maybe. I don't know if Sandra Bullock is too old for Louise, right? I, I think she, she might be yeah. a little too old. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I was so. thinking Olivia Wilde too is gonna. I don't know. Olivia Wilde's fun. Yeah, we do Olivia Wilde and uh, Emma Stone. See, I think Emma Stone is a little too young, right? That's what I was thinking. But see, like I like a little bit of a, I like a little bit of a juxtaposition. Like maybe there's a little bit that that's her. I haven't seen Thelma and Louise enough. By enough, I mean at all to really kind of right. weigh in on what this. But the ladies dynamic. love it, Brandana. That's but why I'm we're saying. Putting, like we're you're asking ducats. me to put two actresses in a car. I could do that. Bring my girl Lady Gaga. Let's oh. put Lady Gaga in the car. And Olivia then, Wilde. Yeah. Like Olivia yeah. Wilde. Oh there yeah. We, go. we know. Let's yeah. I like out. it. All right. Let's cast it. Done. Uh, okay. So I'm going to give that. Um, let's see. A car falling off a cliff from that height takes approximately 7.8 seconds to hit the bottom of the ravine there. So that's 7.8 to uh, my big remake, John Mulaney. Uh, his girlfriend was 20 years older. So that's 20 <laughs> to 7.8. Uh, the number two, I'm going to get a little dark. Ooh, get dark. So I think horror is a very safe genre to wander into for remakes. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, right. Nobody's just like, don't remake Halloween. Like, yeah, it's just like, been, yeah. it's just... Friday the 13th, Yeah, you're going to keep do doing it. it. Yeah. It can, it could be a reboot. It could be the ninth. No one knows. No one knows if we're continuing the saga. No one knows if we're starting it over. For sure. No one gives a shit. I like so it. I went to, mine's a little bit more thriller, but it was one of the scary movies that I liked growing up. Uh, I'm with The Vanishing. Kiefer Sutherland, Sandra Bullock. Uh, has a little uh, Bridges, Jeff Bridges, pre Big Lebowski. Oh, okay. What's you know, the what? The Vanishing. The, the Vanishing. I don't know. The if Vanishing I know this one. All right. So the premise of this is Jeff Bridges is a family you, man. You need to remake this because I don't know what this. Yeah. Is. Well, we need to get it on like just we need to get it topical again. Yeah, just okay. get it going back. So Jeff Bridges, family man, yeah. uh, kidnaps this woman, which is Sandra Bullock at a gas station. So Kiefer Sutherland and Sandra Bullock go to a gas station. This guy's just planning on kidnapping someone and burying them alive because he's sick. Uh, again, spoiler alert. Yeah, right, like right. So he acts like he has a broken arm. Uh, so he gets uh, – and he has like – it's all about his plan on how to seduce the woman to get in his car. And he's like a picture of like his wife and kids like just on the thing. And she comes to help him. And then like he puts like chloroform over her face or whatever, like drugs her. Kiefer Sutherland looks at the gas station. Is this ringing some bells? Uh, yeah, 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 I got, I got it. Yeah, it does, it I'm does, enjoying Brandon's story. Yeah, yeah time, it, does, yeah, it does, doesn't remember. Uh, so Kiefer Sutherland doesn't know what's happened. Starts the gas station, loses his mind. Like 10 years later, still can't fucking find her. He's obsessed. Has a new girlfriend, but just like constantly like hanging up pictures like in the gas station. Like, have you seen this woman? Finally, like gets a lead, like finds Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is like, all right, I'll let you know what I did to her, but I'm going to do the same thing to you. Like, you have to go through these steps. So he's like, fuck it. Let's do it. I got to know. Shit. And his girlfriend's like, oh, it's great. His girlfriend's like, no, no, you can't do this. He's like, I got to fucking know. Because it's part about just like obsession and also like want to like close the loop and know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, he gets drugged. He goes and meets Jeff Bridges and uh, Jeff Bridges like drugs him and he passes out and he wakes up and he's fucking buried alive. So we're just like, oh shit. He buried Sandra Bullock alive all those Holy years shit. ago. But then his new girlfriend, like, Buries him out and kicks the shit out of Jeff Bridges, whatever. So anyway, great movie. Oh, you're in already. I'm in already. So let's the, cast this motherfucker. MEB After Dark. We're watching <laughs> Vanishing. <laughs> let's see it. Let's see it. Um, you know there's no way 
I'm recasting these movies. You're giving me just carte blanche to cast who I want to. Yes, yes. John who's, Mulaney. Who's my Who's my lead lead actor in The Vanishing? Bradley Cooper. It is Bradley Cooper. Yes. Bradley Cooper's my front guard. And give me um, Michael Shannon in the Jeff Bridges character. I like Michael and, Shannon. And give me a home run movie. I want to see this right now. Yeah, Michael Shannon's creepy as fuck. I like it. Yeah, it's a good, but he he can put it together enough to be a family man to yeah. kind of just kind of like, uh, but he's still like he's under just, the underneath yeah. it all, and he's kind of has like this big kind of overpowering vibe. And then I guess in my lead actress spot, probably on the nose, put Lady Gaga in there again. Yeah, Ooh. probably. Well, I mean, are they are they still, are they a couple yet? I mean, you know all about those two. Yeah, I don't think at least they're they're not open for it. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know who uh, who my uh, my lead actress would be. I'd have to kick that around. You know, I get a cast. So let's give Margaret Robbie. Let's just blow the budget up. There you go. Yeah, I like her. There you go. Done. Like hey, this this is uh this is worth a lot of points. This is worth. Yeah, a lot this of is, this Holy would shit. get. I I better come hard with this. You one. would. So this would get ninety nine on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm gonna give myself ninety nine points <laughs> on this remake right here. Yeah, oh, just did it. You're already scoring without even knowing my yeah, side. Yeah, no need to. Okay, no need to. Not. I'll, I'll, I'll let okay, it. Do. Okay, okay. Okay. So. I went, uh, I went comedy this one. Sure. Bit of an iconic role, so I know I'm going against it, but I love this movie. It's been some time since it. I think it's, gonna, I think it's time for a reboot. I'm going Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, oh, that could get you some hot water. Could get me on a ton That's of hot water. That's a hot take. But I'm going, awesome. I, I know, I know. And I'm, I don't want to trounce on, on what Ferris Bueller was to those sure. people. Mm-hmm. But we need another class, another generation to have Ferris Bueller. And I think Joe Keery... Steve from Stranger Things, he actually was in a Pizza Hut commercial parroting that. I mm. like it. I see mm. him in there. I love Steve. And uh, for Cameron, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Shit's Creek. Do you watch Shit's Creek? You know Dan Levy? Eugene I Levy's do know son? Don, Dan Levy. I do yeah. not watch the show, but yes. I'm familiar. Yes. yes. So I think he'd be a perfect Cameron. And then uh, I went young. We got to get the, uh, the young ladies, Haley Steinfeld or Chloe Grace Moret. Uh, oh yeah, make either sense. one of those for the the Sloan character. Yeah, you know what? It's bring, it's funny you bring this up, and you know all these. It's like I know girls and stuff. You probably see a little bit more Disney Channel sure. than I yeah, do, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like that's what's hard. When I jumped into some movies from my childhood, like I I kind of wanted to do The Wizard maybe, but I was just like I don't know any kid actors or actresses really. Like I don't see the Stranger Things. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like little. So I stayed out of that side of the pool. Yeah, I like what you did here. Though. I know it's. Good. I'm just saying, like you're gonna you're gonna face a little bit of what Anna Faris faced with. Overboard, mm. you're gonna come. But that was in. just a shit movie. It was if a shit movie. But if we're doing they it, to if flip, we're doing I think they flip the roles or something. Maybe they did flip they the roles. Did you're flip right, the roles, but yeah. they also cast a guy that I've never heard of either. Too. Sure. I know who Anna Faris is. I never heard this other guy. Yes. You need the you need the Goldie Hawn. You need the Kurt Russell. That movie's so good. Overboard's so good. It is good. Yeah, yeah. that's underrated. Maybe we should. Re- ah, they already nope, did. They it. did. They were <laughs> shit all over it. Interrupt you. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna hit. You're gonna hit some resistance out of the gate with this. There's gonna be a lot of resistance on this yeah. one. So yeah, it's, it's gonna be. But then we're gonna we're gonna roll Joe, Joe Curie out there. He's gonna woo him. It's gonna show him that Ferris charm. And so people are gonna be like, "I'm on board." Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do it closer to like, like shot for shot, like, or just more like inspired by? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, tech. There's some technology shit going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Cell phones ruin Ferris Bueller's to a bit, but we can we you know we'll I'll I'll get a good team of writers in there. We'll figure it out. We'll not we'll that overboard team. Not that overboard. No no no. no, 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 no. Maybe yeah, the Duffer bro. Brothers. Maybe we'll just roll back the Duffer Brothers from Stranger Things. That's Stranger Things. Think, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is this all this canceled? This Ferris Bueller's canceled and they're just going to do Stranger Things season four? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Let's <laughs> never bring it back. Never, never do that. Do that. Uh, all right, brother. Uh, you face the resistance, but you're you're up for an uphill battle. I'm going to give you this is. 
this to me is striking around a 72 on the Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. So I'm bringing it up to it. That's a 92 to a 106.8. Uh, I think I got that mixed up, but I'll just take the higher score. So I have the 106.8. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Last movie. So here's what I'm doing. So uh, another thing I, th- I think could be a little tricky to get into, but a genre that would be safe if you found the right movie. I think a sports movie. We make a sports movie from the childhood. Oh, okay. Which I think they pretty much do. Like Mighty Ducks is basically Bad News Bears, which is basically like Little Giants. Like all that shit's kind of the same thing. Right, right, right. Can't remake the Sandlot. Obviously, that's Paul's off. Yeah. Like you can't. Don't take it with that. the Sandlot. Yeah. You don't like the Sandlot? I, I mean, I'm, I don't put it up there with all the rest of the, the you know, the sports movies that are out there, but... People oh, love God, the Sandlot. Right. You have this weird thing about baseball movie. You're about to get this Field of Dreams. <laughs> I almost said Field of Dreams. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Know, I know. Let's remake that piece of shit. <laughs> God dare you. Oh, man. This is dangerous. You're going to get our podcast canceled. This is going to be revolution against us. <laughs> 16 people banging on our doorstep. Right. Uh, all right. So I did. The one I did want to do is I know I brought up this movie before. I want to do Necessary Roughness. Give me, give me a little. So that that's a little bad news. Bears of football, but it, yeah. it's a it's a little older. Like it's a little get Sinmab in there. Sin, get Sinmab recurring his original role. I yeah. still want him. I'm yeah, not yeah. recasting. <laughs> Sinbad stays. Right. <laughs> uh, then I thought, okay, so I need you know you need that Scott Bakula type. You need that that early '40s quarterback that's a little goofy, but not too goofy. That's relatable, but still has kind of still has a little bit of athleticism to him sure your boy my boy Dak Shepard I like Dak it Dak Shepard yeah yeah Dak Good. Shepard he's right the age is just right he's just athletic enough could be just funny enough to kind of like hold and keep it going I think I'm sure I think you could Dax could throw a football too which you need that throw a football yeah, throw yeah, a little football like throw it. a little tight spiral I think it's possible no 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 uh, Craig Schieffer from uh, the the program that guy came no. fucking <laughs> weak no. sauce no yeah alright that ain't gonna work I can't believe you remembered his name. That, we could do a remake with that too. That's oh, little, I would, that's oh, I would love to. Shit, yeah. I should re. I should rewrite my number one. <laughs> um, who who you got? Your Kathy Ireland, Gal Gadot. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like a little bit of the. She would never be in that piece of shit remake. Well, you're already calling my movie a piece of shit. No, bro, you never see who's on board. It's too. Yet. It's not high enough profile for her. But maybe it is. You're doing it. Who knows? Okay, so I need someone. Just well, I need a supermodel, kind of on the downhill slope, like I don't know, Stephanie Seymour. Like I don't like. <laughs> we're just like trying to wait to rack your your supermodel brain. Sure, I know. That's like, all I have. Wait, wait. Who's who's the one that just married uh, Justin Verlander? Who's who's that? Oh, uh, oh. Uh, What's drink everybody. Drink everybody. I can't. What's oh, Kate Upton. Thank you. Thank Kate you, Upton. Thank you. So Kate Upton. That's Susan my Yeah, I like that. She can kick a Nah, man. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. So I know you're on board with my number one. Okay. I know you like it. this one already. No, don't pre... Don't set this up. I know. Say well, you're going to actually freak don't out when I say down. this. I'm going to freak out. 1995's All right. Heat. No. Yeah. No, get off yeah. our pocket. No. You're not fucking remaking Heat. Come on. Well, what if I tell re- you? Are you fucking serious? Yes. I'm are you serious, serious right yes, now? I'm serious right now. You're, this is this is some sort of real life like April's Fool's thing. <laughs> right. What if I said nothing? In the, you could the say. Pacino part. All right. Or no, no. no I'm gonna get you. On. No, this I'll is get gonna you. get worse. De Niro, Tom Hardy. Oh God. No, you don't like it. No, I do not like uh, it. Then I'm not gonna go. You don't like Ryan Gosling for <laughs> Val Kilmer? Oh my God, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. This is a joke. Like. <laughs> Ryan Gosling this podcast has gone the Val awry. Kilmer role? Yes. The, you want to remake Heat? Yes. There's no way you're winning this showdown. I know. 
That's why I go. was like, yes. <laughs> that's really it. You want to remake it? All right, let's go. Let's go through. Let's go through all the roles. You want to remake The Godfather? Oh, it's not up there. He isn't even in the top one hundred. Uh, he's not your top one hundred movies. No, 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 no. Of of all time, of all the movies that are out there, it's not up there. I like Heat. You like Heat. Is it in your top twenty? Yes, I'll say yes. Okay, would you? I would not remake a movie in my top twenty. Yeah, so you have too many rules. <laughs> I don't know, like. I wouldn't Look. make. I, th- I think part of what we said is that like it would need a remake. Like, deserves was, a remake. Deserves a remake. Yeah, yes. it doesn't. You well, just, I think deserves goes. Also, right, I think, but I, I I also looked at it from the standpoint of you had all these shitty movies that they're rolling back out. Let's roll out some okay, good. You movies. know what deserves sounds like to me. Deserves sounds like you enter one of those contests where like they surprise you like on Christmas or whatever, and they give you like a new house because your house was destroyed in a storm or something. That's like deserves it. Heat isn't a destroyed home. Heat is a home on the hill that's fine, fully insured. Like they don't deserve because they don't need. There's no need there. There's no deserve or need. Yeah. Okay. All my console brackets are. Let's hear console, bro. Yeah, this is make an official victory for yeah. Brandon. Yeah. All right, console bracket. Let's hear it, bro. Uh, I did have Real Genius. You remember the Val, Val Kilmer again? He played uh, the Caltech nerd who, uh, you know, basically bests the, uh, the the dean who was trying to steal his government project. I don't you think I know this? that movie. Yeah, oh, okay, no. yeah. This is a good 80s flick. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I think the Revenge of the Nerds could come back in a big way. Revenge of the Nerds is good. Wait, real genius for the Val Kilmer role? Or are we doing Ryan Gosling? Sure. Is that just across the board? Like, yeah, yeah. No, all, that's who I see every time. All, I close my eyes. The, all I open it up and I see, yeah. Val Kilmer movies with Ryan Gosling. We'll oh, do uh, The I've, Saint. I've the missed, Saint. I've missed the mark. Salt and Sea. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Here we Gosling. go. All right, Ryan, Ryan Gosling is going to do your John Mulaney thing that's for Tom Hanks. Yeah, you like, try to make fucking... Who do you think there. you are? With John Mulaney fucking filling in for Tom Hanks. <laughs> I think mean, he's like, fine. I think mean, he's fine. Okay, pot, and this you is the kettle. I, you don't think Heat is a big fucking set? Like, I legit thought I you get were it. Kidding. That's why it's my number one. I thought, yeah, yeah. I do love Heat, Brandana. This is getting. This is. This a, is I have missed wow. the mark. Get on um, the plane. Wall Street? Home. Wall Street? Console bracket? Yeah, Gordon Gecko? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, Who's your guest? Go- uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom Hardy's good in there. Yeah. Well, I think Tom Hardy can do it because he has the. You know what's fear is? I was going to say Shia LaBeouf, and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because like he's in the sequel, like the Money Never Sleeps. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just watched Wall Street for the first time too, like two weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah. What'd you think? It's fantastic. So did I talk about this on the pod? There's one thing that throws me off about Wall Street: the age difference between Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. It's not quite father and son. it's something weird like. Nine years. Right. It's not long enough to be father and son, but it's not close enough to be like peers. Right. So it's just like this weird thing where I'm just like, I can't quite get my finger on their dynamic. Right, right. Because right. it's not like Charlie Sheen shouldn't be like intimidated, like in kind of that extra bump up you need, like in the father and son way. You know? Okay. But it's also like he, he he can't be like in complete awe, like we're just on the same track, like we're contemporaries. Right. It throws me off a little bit. I, I didn't prove it by like Separating their age gap a little bit. No, I get. You. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. Something. You you need you you wanted it to be more of the the father son dynamic. I, I, well, it I, I think they just blew an opportunity to just heighten their relationship in either one way or the other. If they're For contemporaries, sure. that's still super interesting. If they're like father and son, like that's even super interesting. Which might get kind of weird because his father's actually in the movie. So seeing like Michael Sheen and like, <laughs> right. or like 
uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen and other scenes would be crazy. Uh, all right, what else do you? Anything else on the console? Um, well, you mentioned The Godfather already. We we did mention The so, Godfather. So um, I, just I did have I did I did have uh, <laughs> Reality Bites. Perfect. And uh, fuck, why didn't I go with my console bracket? Election. Reality, reality Bites actually isn't bad because that's that has a technology hiccup that would have to be like kind of smoothed over. Right. But it's still, I feel like you could like still some of those quotes would still hold up. It's just like define irony. Cause we still don't fucking know. Like right. nobody knows what irony is. Right, right, it's right, still right. like 20 years. Yeah. And that's the, the thing is, is like you can, you, that, that is an adage, you know, kind of post-college kind of figuring out your adulthood. It is. It That'll is. play anytime in any year. Fuck. Why didn't I go with my console? Sure, you would have won it, but you didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't. Did. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're up against it as we always are. And Time for the Brandana Gambling Corner. Bring us to the jam. All right, we're talking AFC South segment, 8 of 8. We broke 7 down. I think, do you remember off the top of your head? I know you've been traveling, so you don't have the numbers in front of you. Our biggest things to get money on, for me, was at least the Denver Broncos under was gigantic. And I think there was one more. I think I wanted, like, some of the, all right, all right, brother. I see it there. There it is. I think I wanted to taste some of that Ravens over. Denver, yeah, Denver under, because you were, like, four and a half on that. Yeah. Um... You like the Cincy under, put two Mav dollars on that one. I bet two Mav dollars. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, I'm going through my, my list here. <laughs> yeah. Nothing in the MC West. I think West. it's adorable you call them Mav dollars, which I call them, but it's just like we're talking like big money. I'm just like, I put two Mav dollars. Two Mav dollars? Wild. Yeah, well, look out. Oh, wow. Look at big spender. Yeah, I think those are the two ones. Yeah, and you also had, oh shit, where is my, you did like Baltimore, although where was Baltimore at? Ooh, off the top of my head, um, Baltimore's probably at, Baltimore was at eight and a half. Oh, eight and a half? That's a little high. Yeah. That's a little high, especially for that division. That's a little dangerous. Yeah, and you had seven on that one. So you, yeah. you like the under on that. Well, well, but I like Baltimore. I'm See, this is, this, is the, this is the quandary. This is. this is. This is what we have. I brought all of my notes. You did bring your notes. I like that you look, traveled Look at my like insane, that. like, you I, know, you know. That's why we first start doing the pod, and we don't get to talk about it enough. Maybe we'll save it for Mad After Dark segment coming soon. But it's just like, dude, like I went pen and paper originally, and then I started typing it up just because yeah. type faster, keep more thoughts together. I feel sure. like I would get lazy when I write, and then also I can't read my handwriting. Yeah, yeah. But then I do like kind of having the swing around and take The notes. writing puts it in my brain, so I don't have to go on to it too much. I feel, you know, I, I know it's there, but then you're right. My, if you look at my notes, they look like an insane person's ramblings. Look at that little behind-the-scenes look at the Image exactly. Sports Podcast. Exactly. I'm getting all of it when we're face-to-face. Uh, all right, brother. What team we come into the game with? Uh, guys, this is Houston Texans, Indy Colts, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, all right, let's go, with the, let's go with the Titans here. Uh, all right, Tennessee Titans. Um, so this has a lot of people are saying, I thought it, you probably thought it. Uh, people kind of saying uh, Mariota, like a little bit of a make or break year. Yeah, it's right? a big year. I mean, they brought in Ryan Tannehill to kind of be the backup or replacement. We're not really sure. Over. Um, yeah, the team is always just kind of like, oh, yeah, the Tennessee Titans are playing. Like they have this kind of, oh, I'm not going to watch the Thursday night game this week because it's the Tennessee Titans vibe to them. Uh, if I had to go the over-under, which I do, 
I'm going to set it, uh, I have a set at six and a half. So they have the AFC West looking at it, which is tough with the uh, Chiefs and Chargers. It's two of the tough ones. Um, you know, they got the, Ra the Raiders and the Broncos as the other two, so not crazy, but they do have the Saints on the docket, at the Panthers, at Falcons, at Browns, all up there. Put at six and a half, I'm going to look at You're a little light. Or you're a little, yeah, you're a little light. It's seven and a half. That's too high. I do. Th I thought that's so. too high. I know. Well, here's the thing: is is like, we'll we'll talk about this whole division later. But seven and a half is I, I just don't see it. Andy definitely now. Maybe they take two from Indy. You have Buffalo, Tampa Bay, maybe a split with Jacksonville, and a split with Houston. Yeah, where are these where are these yeah, where are these eight wins coming from? Yes, yeah, I'd even say a split with Houston would be strong and optimistic. So I wonder if this. I wonder if all these for the in a, or for the AFC South teams moved up half a game after Andrew Luck retired. I bet they all like bumped up a little bit. I think so. Uh, without tipping the hand too much on this one, because this is where you shine a little bit. But I do Thanks, think Bob. like overall Thanks, the Bob. the division became a lot more uncertain. I think everyone was heading into the season like the Colts were. This is their division, and we'll yeah. see who's the second fiddle. Well, I think, yeah, I think there's a little bit of, uh, and everyone also just, like, probably half game back, I imagine, before luck, and we don't have to look into it, but I, I imagine the Texans people being like, you know, it's it's probably a, they would at least have to be called, like, a two-horse race. Like, the it wouldn't be sure. shocking to see the Texans take it. I, I probably everyone had them, like, winning their splits also. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. Right. So what do you? So what would you on this? You want to? Uh, six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to put a Mav dollar on this. Uh, like, I'll, I'll do one Mav dollar because I just think you know, let's. It's it's three out of four road games. Three out of four out of the Gator road games. It's at Browns, Colts, at Jags, at Falcons. I mean, one and three isn't shocking. And then are we bringing in a new quarterback? Then you know what I'm saying? Or are we going to let him like lose two more? Like Bills at Broncos, so it's it's a tough first four games. I think once you get in the hole, like Tennessee Titans might be exploring a little bit more. Which yeah, and it's and more losses. three games on the road. Yeah, exactly. you know what yeah. I mean. I mean it's a, it's a tough schedule. Uh, let's go to Houston. Let's go to the Houston Texans. Uh, I think everybody, especially with Andrew Luck's retirement, would have to say this is the odds-on favorite to win the division. Obviously, but I still can't I can't get nuts about the number of wins. Still with them facing the AFC West, I have them at, I want to bump it a half point. I'm not going to fall in that temptation. I have them at eight wins. You're right on. Eight. Boom. And I was going to say, let's not forget about the Lamar Miller injury as well, too. Lamar I mean, that, that's a, I mean, it doesn't sound like it, but that's a big blow to them offensively because they really don't have, they let Dante Freeman go. They, ha they traded for Duke Johnson, but he's not really like a carry it every down kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they got it right. Like, I think, you know, people are really excited to see how Deshaun Watson bounces back after the, uh, the ACL. But let's look at these, uh, these first six games. At the Saints, yeah, yeah. hosting Jaguars. At the Chargers, hosting Panthers, hosting Falcons. At the Chiefs. You come out of that three and three, like, it's you might win. be popping champagne bottles. Yeah. They have, by Vegas's recollection, they have the most difficult schedule of anybody Oh, they got him at the number one spot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, it is a murderer's row because you go. I mean, obviously, the Indy thing changes after Kansas City. They're mm -hmm. at Indy. They're home for Oakland. Jacksonville away. Then they've got their bye. Baltimore, Indy, New Orleans, Denver, Tennessee, Tennessee Tampa Bay, Tennessee. I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's a rough schedule. 
Yeah, I'm always just a big proponent too. Like if you, if if the hardest part of your schedule is up front, like I like especially with like kind of a younger team, like you lose that confidence. You know, you want to get those W's early, and it's just like you know, you walk in, and you're like two and four, you're just like fuck. Are we a playoff team? Like we're fucking playing from behind now. Right, and this is a team that went zero and three to start, then rattled off nine wins, and then went like five hundred the rest of the way, and then lost round one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is this just a team that was is was really eleven and five? Or is this a team that just got insanely hot for a two-month stretch and then settled back down to earth? Yep, exactly. Uh, eight, I think that's it's probably the dead-on number. I mean, maybe maybe a little less than that, but now it's hard to tell with you know the indie situation. So, is, and this other thing too is like, is this a seven and nine wins this division? Like, not to be whatever, you know? Yeah, is this like harking yeah. back to like when the NFC West wasn't great? And like the Ram or the Seahawks made it into the playoffs like eight and eight or seven and nine. Yeah, that wouldn't that that wouldn't be crazy. Seven and nine and then hosting a playoff game to like the fucking Cleveland Browns that lost the like lost the division to like a twelve and four Pittsburgh team right. and they're eleven yeah, five exactly, going yeah. to yeah. Did they they talk about that rule? Have they changed like best record host for that wild card weekend game? They were talking about it because I think there was even like I don't like were the Chiefs involved with it with the Texans or something there was something where it was like the 7-9 and nine team and maybe it was the Seahawks maybe it was like Seahawks and the Saints or something right, but they right. were like hosting like that better wild card and they are just like shit maybe we should just let the, the best record out of that host it yeah, I, do yeah. I don't know uh, alright brother uh, who's up number 3 well let's let's save the Colts for last let's go to so, Jacksonville that's what I figured uh, alright Jacksonville Jaguars uh, definitely one of the top tier underperforming teams of last year uh Defense still something to be taken seriously. Decided to shake things up at quarterback. Blake Bortles just wasn't getting it done. Have Super Bowl winner Nick Foles. That's right. right? Big stick Nick. Big stick Nick at the helm. So we kind of excited to watch this. Uh, still, I didn't want to get carried away. They are playing the AFC West, and they have the NFC South, it looks like, with the Saints. Just just like all the other teams. Um, I have them at... Ooh, wanna, I should probably bump it a half win. I'm not going to bump it a half win. I want to. Seven. I've met seven. You should have bumped it. Seven, seven and a half? Five, yeah. Shit. All right, seven and a half uh, makes sense. You know, I think if this team actually performed to what it should have last year, this never be higher, and it right. might be talking about to win the division. It wouldn't be surprising to see them take the division. I mean, no. sweeping the Colts, they could sweep the Texans. You know, Nick Foles is just an inkling of what he was in Philadelphia when he made that playoff run, then they're going to be in great shape. <clears throat> if they, you know, if they just shut their fucking mouth on defense a little bit and play some defense, then then they'll be good. Yeah, and that's the thing is they just, they're going to have to, yeah, the Jalen Ramsey, they're going to have to conjure back a little, you know, 2017 Jacksonville defense. Tevin Smith, you got new the rookie Josh Allen. Like, they're going to have to win some ball games. They're going to have to win it traditionally. And Leonard Fournette, like, when is Leonard Fournette going to be the number four overall pick that we thought he was three well, years ago? Yeah, I mean, I, helped, I hate to be cliche football, but I mean, this is just the health thing, right? Like, can you just keep your legs working? Yeah. Is it, or is, it, little, is it possible or not a little, possible? A little bit of a dumb shit, too. And just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they don't, they don't have a great offensive line, but they invested in it. And they didn't have a great season last year, you know? So, I don't know. I'm interested to see. Well, uh, yeah, I think we talked about, you know, starting a schedule strong. I, I just like seeing them come out of their bye week in week 10. I mean, at Colts, at Titans, Buccaneers. Uh, like Chargers, Raiders, Falcons, Colts. So they play the Colts twice. They're at the Titans, and then you know Bucks and Raiders. I that's that's an easy. I mean, you go like two and four there, or I mean like four and two. 
I was like, gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you could definitely like, squeeze out four wins. Finish there. strong. So it's good. nice having the Colts in the back half of the season too. If they're if they're starting to tank for two, uh, let's see. Who knows? Yeah. All right, I should have bumped it half a half a point. Um. So this is, I mean, this number is right where it needs to be. I don't want to bet against this. Like, neither would shock me. Uh, no. they're, they're probably going to be right around seven wins. Could they win nine and I sleep fine at night and win the division? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You're not sweating out fucking Jaguars games at the end of the season. I know. You know I get obsessed about the Jaguars right. when it comes to Simber. <laughs> uh, All right, and that leaves the Colts. The Colts. Uh, did you take a look how this dramatically changed? Yes. So okay. it, it, so it did dramatically change. Would you like to venture to start where it you was? You let me get, guess both of them? If you want to. This, yeah, yeah, this I want to guess. Yeah, too, if you Brandon. know. Okay. All right, brother. Uh, yeah, so this is. Ooh, that puts on a big swing. So I'm going to say wildcard team schedule is a little tough. Uh, I'm going to say they were originally at nine wins. Yeah, they were at nine wins. Yep. And I'm going to say now they dropped down to five and a half. Ooh, no. They're, they're at seven and a half as of yesterday. That's too fucking many. Right. And I think, and I was listening to another. Is it just not falling fast enough? Like stock market, right, like right. the news isn't spreading quick enough, like it still needs to settle. Right, exactly. And I think it's one of those things where I think some people were speculating that they're not dropping it because they didn't want to create this like gap where you could bet it both ways. Where it goes too low, you bet the over. You know, if it's five and a half, you bet it too low. Or you bet you bet the under at nine. Then it goes to five and a half, and you bet the over because they yeah. win six games, and then they're double dipping on that. So I think they're trying to escalate that that down slowly, so you don't have all this rush of cash going on either side of things. Sure, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess it makes sense. But it's still like at the end of the day, with new information, you have to take care of the house, yeah. and like the I just don't see. I mean, we can so. We'll take a PC at their schedule real fast. Uh, but you also have to think like people are, are also like trying to spin this Colts like, hey, this will they'll be fine. Like other, you know, the because they were a playoff team. They have good performers around them, not just Andrew Luck. Like people are trying to spin it. I'm not saying I agree with this, but this is a consensus that's out there as well. A little like, hey, you know, Bill Simmons talked about Ewing theory. Yeah. I feel like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not buying it, but it is a it is a notion that is out there. Yeah, well, but we're not talking about like Case Keenum's out for the 2019 season. No, <laughs> like, I this is like not. Andrew Luck who just kind of brought. I, I I totally I totally get it, but this is where people are thinking and people are trying to outsmart smarts. Sure. So give me uh and in especially with the schedule. So let's just see if we can find it real fast. I mean, give me one map dollar on the under right now, just in case it changes. I want to get that in right now. Yeah. yeah just yeah. in case this line changes. So lock it in. But uh, all right, so at Chargers, at Titans, Falcons, Raiders, at Chiefs. Uh, so you win two of those games. That's you're happy if you win two of those games. Yeah, so I mean you're Tennessee because so you're, you're two I mean, maybe even Tennessee own they own Tennessee's lunch, but not anymore. Yeah. So yeah, and then I guess four? so. You got you got Broncos, Dolphins, Titans. I'll give, I'll give you at and I'll give you at Bucks. So how many wins is that? Six? That's right there, yeah. Six, yeah. And it's seven and a half, which means I need eight to get paid? Yep. No way. Three map dollars on the under. This just like, sorry, Vegas, like, this sucks. I know this is, usually doesn't happen. This is a nutty thing. Hate to see just, you know. A... <laughs> All your good, hard-earned money go back to me. Some, just a special, just upstart, like Las Vegas take a hit over something silly like an Andrew Luck retirement. But I'm here to do that. <laughs> do that oh, this is the Brandana Gambling Corner. 
All right, guys, uh, this has been the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 79. Um, man, we we got through those dog days of summer. I think we're talking shit, brother. We're talking NFL football? We'll be going in. we we got to release some uh, some picks for week one next week. Yes, we do. Got to get that back. Yeah, we do. Uh, it'll be interesting. we got Thursday night games. Always stay away in the... The Brandana Gambling Corner. Yeah. We don't like those Thursday night games. I know. We I got know. two that night. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna be. Able. We got two that first Thursday night. Yeah, they they've been doing this. this, this no, the it's the Monday night. It's two on the Monday night. Is it two on the Monday night? Yeah, You're yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can go Thursday. We're not gonna stay away from this first thing. It's also the Bears and the Packers. I got I got something to say. Oh, uh, okay. See this right. I guess it. Dial it up. Uh, yeah. You guys want us to jump on anything NFL as the season comes up? Any futures we can tackle? Props, whatever. Right before it comes up, just in time. Hit at mabsportspodcast at gmail Some Mab degrees of separation coming your way. Born on the Fourth of July. I know I owe it. I will watch it and give you my thoughts, and we'll work that in. Any other thoughts you guys have? Uh, all right. MVP of the week. Jumping into it. I don't remember the name of the sports. Book. But speaking of Andrew Luck, there were a couple of sports book that refunded his. And so maybe we'll throw this up on a gram when I look at it. Oh, up. I thought you were actually talking about a book. And I was like, oh, you've a been book? reading? Oh, a sports book. No, yeah, don't no, get no, carried away. Yeah, relax, relax. <laughs> uh, they did. Uh, they refunded the Andrew Luck for MVP. Yeah. Take us they had. That's, so they uh, yeah, that's back. great. It's, it's just it's kind of a classy move. We all know our money's going back there eventually to that sports book. So right. might as well just refund and get a little good credit when you can for the presses. So uh, thanks for doing that. Who you got for your MVP, brother? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Dr. Mrs. The Commish. She yeah. let me, you know, go out here in the big one, city yeah. <laughs> doing some podcasting. She's there home with the three kids. She's not feeling great. So I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, I gotta go with her. Bow, 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 bow. Little air horn. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, episode eighty coming for you guys next week. Yeah. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most off. Audience, I'd like to uh, apologize for my Neapolitan Showdown performance. It was uh, an unspoken event that uh, we should never mention again. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.